Welcome to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, the show designed to help make middle age your prime time of life by defying the notion that once you reach 40, 50, or even 60 years old, your crowning achievements are all behind you. Regardless of whether you're just approaching 40 or are firmly entrenched in your middle years, it's time to launch your very own personal journey toward a joyful and purpose-filled second half of life. Each week, host Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, will discuss the challenges common to middle age and help guide you to a brighter tomorrow. Now, here's Roy. Well, hello and welcome to this week's edition of Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. Sadly, in America, societal problems like depression, suicide, domestic violence are on the rise And here are some disturbing, startling statistics. Suicide in the U.S. has risen by 25% since 1999. Suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in our country. And in 2017, more than 47,000 Americans died by suicide. And there were 1,400,000 suicide attempts. On average, there are more than 129 suicides per day, and in 2015, suicide and self-injury cost the U.S. $6.9 billion. And guess what? The highest rate of suicides is among middle-aged men, so it's not someone else's problem. Every one of us at some point will face challenging times, a deep crisis that can potentially bring about depression, and all of us are subjected to intense societal pressures, but thank God most of us don't actually succumb to depression. So how about you or a close friend or loved one? If not now, really tough times may lie just around the corner, and should depression strike, my guest today, the Reverend Arthur Mackey, Jr., is here to help make certain that you save your own life and the life of a loved one. He's here to tell you why, if you want to prevail, overcome depression, thoughts of suicide, or any tendency to domestic violence, you have to change. The first step is developing a peaceful, depression-proof mindset, one that makes routinely positive, hopeful, and confident thinking possible. And in fact, Reverend Mackey has written a 2018 book on the subject titled Overcoming the Spirit of Depression, Recover All. And uh, here's Reverend Arthur Mackey's bio. He's a prolific author, a focused researcher, respected pastor, and sought-after media guest. And he's senior pastor of the historic Mount Sinai Baptist Church Cathedral in Roosevelt, New York, on Long Island. And he's also leader of two ministries, chairman of a development corporation, and owner of a youth center. And hello, Reverend Mackey. We're indeed honored to have you with us here today. Hello, Mr. Roy Richards. I am honored to be on your wonderful program. Uh, Middle age can be your best age, and I certainly do uh, agree with that statement. Well, that's good. I'm honored to talk to you about the new book, Overcoming the Spirit of Depression, Recover All, which is available on Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble and bookstores everywhere. Well, to begin, why do you think depression and suicide is so high and rising in our country today? What are some of the primary causes pushing more folks, especially at middle age, to the breaking point? 
Well, people are not talking. They're not uh, coping. They're not communicating the way that we used to in the past and working through the issues. A lot of people are online and they're using the Internet and they're on their uh, cell phones, but they're not spending those quality times talking through the issues and working through the issues and getting the counseling and getting the coping skills uh, that are necessary to uh, overcome this uh, heavy spirit of depression that's spreading through the land like wildfire. In your book's introduction, you tell of an urgent call you received at 2 a.m. on a Sunday morning from a deeply disturbed person about to commit suicide. What comforting words and suggestions were you able to impart that convinced this individual that I assume it was a man, was loved, was important to others, and had something to live for? How did you do that? Yes, well, several times in my ministry I have had that experience, both uh, with men and with women, uh, that had uh, called and uh, had needed uh, some counseling and some support. And uh, this particular case, I received a a phone call. It was in the wee hours of the morning. And uh, I I listened to the person who was about to uh, take their life and, uh, you know, had shared with them, that you have a child that loves you, uh, that you have uh, um, a, uh, a spiritual leader uh, and his wife uh, that, that believe in you, and that you have a community of faith that, that loves you as well as you have family uh, that, that believes in you, and uh, begin to talk to the individual and uh, share with the individual the reasons why uh, they needed to to hold on. And I like how you perfect. said you're the head and not the tail, and your past yes. does not determine your future. Those are such exactly. comforting thoughts. Yes, indeed. And, and, and that is very important, sharing with the individual that, yes, your past does not uh, determine uh, your future and that you have a, a divine destiny that's given by God, and God is not through with you yet. And talk with the individual uh, to the point where the sun was rising, and uh, the individual decided uh, that they were going to go outside and walk, and then they began to walk towards where the church is. And uh, we had our feeding program that morning, and uh, my wife, who's a mental health counselor, uh, came over, and we counseled with the individual. And thank God that individual is alive today. I saw that individual's child yesterday, and um, I I thank God that that individual did not uh, take uh, their life and uh, is, is a very important part of that child's life right now. Yeah, when you so, take your own uh, life, you're not just impacting yourself, but you're impacting your children and your close friends and loved ones. So it's, you have to really exactly. recognize that it's not just you, it's all those other people are involved as well. That are directly impacted. And, yes, we can overcome the spirit of depression because that heavy spirit of depression that would come over a person, it's possible to, uh, to, to work through that. And uh, as you said, um, depression and suicide is spreading throughout the nation, spreading like wildfire. 
Well, medical uh, professionals often prescribe medication for folks diagnosed with uh, clinical depression. Does healing depression always require meds? Well, uh, of course, you know, uh, taking um, serotonin and uh, things of that nature is, is very, uh, can be very helpful in, in terms of uh, clinical depression, uh, but also things like uh, walking, prayer, meditation, also making changes in the diet um, uh, and uh, eating a thing like, a, for instance, a banana that helps to, to give balance and helps with mood. Uh, all of those things uh, come into play when you're uh, dealing with, um, with medication, uh, with uh, depression. Uh, but Isn't it true that some medicines depression. improperly ingested may actually uh, bring on thoughts of suicide? Well, they are being uh, sometimes people are over medicated, oh, yeah. and, uh, and that can make the situation even uh, worse. But uh, some basic things, just like uh, getting out, taking a walk, prayer, meditation, uh, daily exercise, help to uh, cope with uh, the uh, the symptoms of uh, depression uh, that can come upon a person's life. Symptoms such as isolation, being withdrawn, sleeping all the time, uh, restless sleep, tossing and turning, a lack of appetite, you know, long, no longer enjoying activities that you would readily find uh, enjoyable and uh, crying spells. And, of course, there's mental depression, there's situ situational depression, there's clinical uh, depression, there's physical depression, there's economic depression, there's social uh, depression. But for each type of uh, depression, it uh, requires a higher level of a true Christ-centered deliverance to overcome that particular uh, spirit of depression. And we have to realize that even Jesus faced depression. Before yeah, he died on the right. cross in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, let this cup pass from before me. But God sent the angels and ministered to him, and then he said, uh, not my will be done, but thy will be done. So yeah, that brings up for those who believe in the loving God. We have to hope and work through it also. Yeah, for those of us who believe in the loving God as supreme being, influential in human affairs, what's the role of prayer in recovery from depression and overall well-being? Can we rely on prayer alone and faith in God, or does God show us where to turn? How does that work? Well, prayer definitely makes a, a major difference. Prayer changes things, and prayer changes people. Prayer sets a certain atmosphere and uh, helps us to get to the point where we can experience the peace of God that passes all understanding, that will keep our minds and our hearts in Christ Jesus. And basically what that's doing is what we talk about in the book, uh, Overcoming the Spirit of Depression, is it's helping us to cope with the depression. Everybody in life is going to deal with depression to one degree or the next. But when you have a prayer life, uh, that is a place where the stress can be properly processed. And uh, then, you know, after that time of prayer, for instance, going on a walk, doing things uh, that will calm uh, the, the spirit, because if a person is on high gear, 24-7 uh, and remains in a very stressful state uh, mentally, that is just not healthy. But coming to God in prayer, 
uh, meditating, taking a walk, breathing in deeply, and, uh, you know, uh, breathing in the healing and breathing out the stress, uh, that makes a major difference. And uh, we address all these things in overcoming the spirit of depression, which, of course, you can get on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or you can walk into any of the bookstores anywhere. Tell them, I want overcoming the spirit of depression. You pay for it, and they will, you know, ship the book to you or have you come back in or pick it up. Um, yeah, so so that's so accurate on taking a walk. I notice so often uh, God answers my prayers when I'm out walking. A thought will come yeah. to me or, you know, any time like that, maybe meditation, but uh, it all depends on what works best for you. But uh, I'd hate mm-hmm. to try to face all those challenges by myself without exactly, Mr. Richard. a higher power. Because God is the creator, and we're created in the image of God. And I like to say we're created in the image of God, and God does not make any junk. And he has put in us the ability to be able to work through the stresses that are around us because there are stresses, there are problems, there, there are challenges. Uh, but learning how to cope will make the uh, difference. And that's one of the things about overcoming the spirit of depression. Uh, the book helps uh, the reader uh, to develop the right coping skills to deal with distress and with grief and sadness and especially deep depression, coping instead of doping, uh, because many people want to turn to drugs or crack or cocaine or marijuana, praying instead of straying, uh, coping by walking instead of stalking, uh, coping by healing instead of stealing. So instead of moving to the negative behaviors, through learning how to properly cope with stress, uh, that is the key to uh, overcoming uh, the uh, the spirit of depression. And uh, we have to have those strategies to overcome the spirit of depression. Getting proper daily sleep is a strategy to uh, overcome uh, the spirit of depression. Our body is the temple of God, so we need rest. Uh, so we can uh, be restored uh, and we can operate uh, at at optimal health. Eat uh, a healthy and nutritional balanced meal uh, daily, that also helps us overcome uh, the spirit of depression. Um, We talked about walking. I try to uh, take uh, 10,000 steps a day, which equals out to to five miles. Five is the number of God's grace. And uh, that that walk uh, also helps me in dealing with some of the stresses in life and uh, taking that time to work through issues and think through issues and pray uh, through issues. And we need to pray. We need to read. We need to meditate daily to overcome this spirit of depression. And then another key, uh, Mr. Richards, is don't isolate. Uh, we no, have to develop sure. We're talking about a mindset for change. I have another book uh, that's available called A Mindset for Change. And in um, Overcoming the Spirit of Depression, you have to develop that mindset for, uh, for change by associating yourself with positive people such as yourself, Mr. Richards, the progressive and most of all supportive people who are not toxic uh, that will help us overcome the spirit of depression. And also and then, once you uh, start to recover, it's so crucial that you lend yourself as a positive individual to someone else. Exactly. Sort of the final step of renewal is when you 
really feel good about yourself, but then you don't just stop there. You go on to help other people. Exactly. Their it's attitude. like the song that says, if I can help somebody as I travel on, then my living shall not be in vain. And when we reach out, especially when we're going through and we try to help someone else, uh, that helps us to overcome the spirit of depression because we tap into uh, the point of view uh, in the mindset that um, God has me here for a reason. These wonderful programs that that you conduct, uh, middle age can be your uh, best age. Uh, Let's just know that, that God is not through with us. Uh, once a person reaches over 40 or over 50, that the best is yet to come. Yeah, the, uh, the problem the for a lot of us in middle age, yes. we feel like our fate is sealed by our past actions, mistakes we have made. Uh, you know, we made our bed, now we have to lie, and it's the old saying. But in our 40s, right. maybe even our 50s and 60s, it, isn't it uh, too late to change our surroundings, relationships, and ideals? And if not, how best can we radically improve our circumstances without harming those we love? You know, we're not going to throw out all our relationships, hopefully, with our spouse or our children or anyone else. But uh, how do we bring them along with a positive attitude? Exactly, Mr. Richards. You think of Moses, uh, the great uh, deliverer who delivered the uh, children of Israel out of hundreds of years of slavery in Egypt that's recorded in the Bible. He wrote Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers. He really didn't get started until he was 80 years old. Uh, The first 40 years of his life was spent in in slavery in Egypt. Uh, The second 40 years was on the backside of the desert. And then uh, God uh, spoke to him and told him, tell Pharaoh, let my people go. And when he returned back to Egypt as a deliverer, he was 80 years old. And he lived to be 120, uh, you know, at the point where he actually saw the promised land. He didn't enter in, but he was able uh, to get the information from his father-in-law, Jethro, how Joshua would lead the children of Israel into the promised land. So it's never too late. Moses got really started at 80 years old. And um, whether the person is 40, whether they're 80, whether they're 120, we can overcome the spirit of depression and realize that God has a purpose for my life. He has a purpose for my family and that the best place to start is right where I am. I live in a community that is one mile long. Uh, I pastor Mount Sinai Baptist Church in Roosevelt, New York, a very small community. But I remember when Eddie Murphy went to school here. Howard Stern went to school at the youth center that our church owns. Oh, wow. Uh, Dr. J, Julius Irving, he was the next-door neighbor of our chairman of the digging board. I can remember when he played basketball at the youth center that our church owns. Um, So we can overcome the spirit of depression. We do not have to be limited because we're in a situation where where people say that nothing will ever good come out of Roosevelt. Like they said to Jesus, uh, nothing ever good will come out of Nazareth. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Of course, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ came out of Nazareth. And no matter where we are, we can overcome that spirit of depression. We just have to decide that I'm going to take action now and appreciate the life 
that God has given me. And the key is not to compare ourselves to anyone else. Amen. Realize that I am a designer's original and <laughs> that I can recover all. Yes. No, I'll never be quite as good at basketball as Dr. J, but that doesn't mean the Lord doesn't love me. <laughs> right, but, you, but you, you're playing on your own court. With this wonderful program that you have, middle age can be your best uh, your best age. And when uh, Roy Richards gets on his court, nobody can uh, beat Roy Richards being Roy Richards. And, and, and that's the key is for us to be ourselves. And um, when we're on our court, then we are, we're on a level, level playing field. And nobody can beat us being ourselves. Uh, and that's the place where we want to be because that's the place where we can overcome that spirit of depression, as we say in, in the book, you know, which is available on, on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com, or you can go into bookstores to ask for it anywhere, Overcome the Spirit of Depression, or the other book, A Mindset for Change. We have to have that mindset for change in order to overcome uh, the spirit of depression and realize that God has called us to be the head and not the tail above and not beneath a mover, a shaker, and an influence maker. But the thing is uh, not to be overwhelmed and, and compare ourselves to anyone else, but to uh, say, here I am, Lord, send me. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do because I'm yours, Lord. Everything I am, I'm yours, Lord. Everything I'm not, I'm yours, Lord. Try me now and see, see if I can be completely yours. And when well, we what what do you mean by the term the spirit of depression? I don't believe the spirit of depression is any match for the Holy Spirit, is it? <laughs> no, no. The the spirit of depression is that spirit of heaviness oh. that comes over us, that comes over individuals, that tries to uh, depress us, that tries to suppress us and discourage us. Uh, from doing and from being all that God has called us to be. And, of course, you, you brought up a very important point, uh, Mr. Roy Richards, the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Holy Spirit is the key to overcoming uh, the spirit of depression uh, because uh, the Holy Spirit reminds us that our body is the temple of God, yeah. and the temple of God we must not destroy. Uh, so... Uh, that is one of the reasons why we want to work through uh, over, uh, overcoming the spirit of depression because our body is the temple of God. Uh, the, you know, there were some beautiful temples that were in the Bible, that beautiful houses of worship all across the landscape of America today. A lot of times we don't realize that our body is the temple of God, uh, yeah. that I am a spirit, I have a soul, and I live in a body, and that our spirit and soul is housed in our body. Once our spirit and soul leaves out our body, we're, we're dead. Um, but for that to happen through suicide as compared to by natural causes uh, is it, tragic. And uh, we want to reach out with people to people with love to let them know that God has a purpose for your life. He has a plan for your life. And just because you're going through financial stress or you're going through uh, pressures or situations that you don't know how, uh, to handle or problems that just seem impossible. There's nothing too hard for God. There's nothing that will surprise God. There's nothing that will shock God. There's nothing that's new under the sun that he has never seen before. No, and no matter how tragic, no matter how hard it is, no matter how horrendous or horrible, he can help us work 
through those situations. And we plead with people, don't take your life. You know, you're made in the image of God, and God doesn't make any junk. And uh, you can make it. Catch that vision of victory and never give up. Hold on. Well, if there there were one thought you'd like readers to take away from your book, what would it be? I guess it would pretty much be what you just said. uh... Yes, indeed. I I, I would say to people that uh, you have a contribution to make, uh, that uh, Moses had a purpose for his life, which was to lead the children of Israel out of uh, hundreds of years of bondage and slavery in Egypt. Joshua had a purpose uh, to lead the children of Israel into the promised land. And God has a purpose for our life. And um, that as we overcome the spirit of depression and as we work through the issues and as we're honest with ourselves that there is stress, that there is pressure, we can be that overcomer like Jesus that was in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was sweating blood. He was under so much pressure uh, knowing that he would carry the sins of all humanity and die upon the cross for our sins. Uh, but he said, not my will, but thy will be done. And he, he, he went on, and he didn't give up, and uh, he didn't commit suicide. Uh, he was crucified. Uh, but uh, the thing was he lived life to the fullest, and then he rose from the dead. And the key is if Jesus could rise again, we can rise again. We can rise above the depression. We can rise above the stress. We can uh, arise above the, the peer pressure and the toxic negativity that's all around us. So I encourage everybody to pick up both of these books, A Mindset for Change and Overcoming the Spirit of Depression, Recover All. Because we can recover all. We do not have to become the slaves of uh, deep depression, sadness, and grief. Uh, But we can be, instead of uh, the uh, victims of the system, we can be the visionaries of victory. We can catch that vision of victory and never give up, knowing that God has a purpose for our life and overcome that spirit of depression and, of course, this book is available on Amazon.com. It's available on BarnesandNoble.com. You can walk into bookstores anywhere in the world and ask for Overcoming the Spirit of Depression by Arthur L. Mackey, Jr. or A Mindset for Change by Arthur Mackey, Jr. Pay for the book, and they will get the book for you. Uh, but these books will make a difference in people's lives. And, Roy Richards, just thank you, thank you, thank you so much for having me on your show. And I just thank God for the great work that you're doing. Middle age can be your best age. You're saving lives. You're you're, you're making a difference. You're a mover, a shaker, and an influence maker. And I encourage people to support your program and, of course, pick up these books, Overcoming the Spirit of Depression and Mindset for Change, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, bookstores across the landscape of America and throughout the world. And uh, let's move forward and make a difference. Well, that's true. And in conclusion, every one of us at some point in our life will face challenging times, even times of deep crisis that can potentially bring about depression. And perhaps you or a loved one are facing such a challenge right now. And as my guest, Reverend Arthur Mackey, Jr., reminds us, it is possible to overcome the spirit of depression by developing a Christ-centered, radically renewed, and totally transformed mindset. And his book is not long, 
but Reverend Mackey's little book will help you develop the right coping skills to deal with distress, grief, sadness, and deep depression, and I highly recommend it to anyone presently facing a crisis or anticipating one in the near future. And thank you so much, Reverend Mackey, for your comforting message. God bless you and best of success with your book and in all that you do. God bless you, Mr. Roy Richards, and I'm glad that, that you have me on your program. I pray for all of your listeners and uh, uh, hope to uh, speak with you again soon in the future. Thanks so much. To close out today's program, I'd like to report some potentially good news for those of you who are 50 or older. The news is from a May 8, 2019 article or a column by Sue Schellenberger in the Wall Street Journal. In her conclusion, the outlook is bright for the work-at-home population that is already skewed toward older workers. Better yet, the number of telecommuters over 50 are likely to continue to grow as the workforce ages. And I can vouch for working at home, especially if your kids are off to school throughout the day. For the past 20 years, my office has been in our home's basement, and I relish the morning commute down a flight of stairs. I have no need to listen to the AM traffic reports. Similarly, our daughter-in-law in Austin, Texas, now works almost exclusively out of their home. Even though she has a major company as an employer, she goes into work only occasionally for meetings. And here are some encouraging statistics. Workers over 45 make up half of all telecommuters, but only 41% of total workforce, according to a 2017 analysis of census data by FlexJobs, a site that vets flexible work opportunities, and you may want to check that site out, flexjobs.com. Employers are attempt, uh, stepping up efforts to retain older workers amid continuing labor shortages, and letting them work from home is an important retention tool, says Kate Lister, president of Global Workforce Analytics. Workers over 64 are 1.7 times as likely to work from home than at an employer's office. Those are remarkable statistics. The study shows and telecommuting increased 115% in the past decade, the study shows, and the growth is likely to continue as long as the economy stays healthy. Common occupations for older people who work from home, and some of these may include your occupation, they include financial advisor, accountant, writer, editor, customer service worker, uh, enterprise uh, or entrepreneur, interpreter, I should say, and uh, tutor uh, place jobs study shows. So this survey is only part of the story also. We all know that growth and development of the Internet and uh, mobile communication has greatly increased the opportunity to earn a nice income on your own as an entrepreneur or an independent contractor, full-time or part-time. So if you're making a uh, 
if you're nearing retirement age, but you still need to uh, generate a stream of income, or perhaps you have decided you really like what you do for a living, but you no longer are up to the uh, costly and uh, time-consuming daily commute, I suggest you uh, talk with your present employer about the possibility of working from home, either full uh, or perhaps part-time, after you reach the normal retirement age. With your years of experience and industry knowledge and the sparse number of qualified applicants coming up behind, you, your employer may be more than happy to retain you as a telecommuter, and that's clearly a win-win situation both for your employer and for you. Or how about working on your own? Uh, there are all kinds of entrepreneurial opportunities on the Internet these days, and you can uh, stick your toe in the water without making an expensive full-time commitment. And if you're not working, uh, if it doesn't work out, you can always switch, quit the work if you don't relish it, and you can always try something else. And before we go, I'd like to recommend my book, A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, by Roy C. Richards. The book has extensive content on examining and restarting your career at middle age and beyond, and along with a whole host of others, uh, midlife challenges are also contained in the book and how best to overcome them. And you can find my book on Amazon, BarnesandNoble.com, or through our website, MiddleAgeRenewal.com. And I've been working from home for years, and let me tell you, especially if you're an empty nester with few of any distractions, working from home definitely is a, an option that you can consider. I love doing it. And that's our program for today. Bye for now. For a middle age can be your best age. You've been listening to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, hosted by Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of both A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, and Wake Up, Captain and Crew, Restart Your Engines. You can learn more about Roy and his Middle Age Renewal Training System by visiting his website, middleagerenewal.com. 